0: Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: This is a major accomplishment for President Biden. Now, I also predict that in the Senate, you're not going to get 67 votes; you're going to get 70 votes. The actually the number is going to go up. And the th- fact is, I believe in the, to the core question. When the speaker sees not only it passes, and the Democrats in the House see it passes 70 votes, they pass the reconciliation instructions. That will be a green light also because the economy for the Democrats when you go to 2022.
2: So that's Rahm Emanuel trying to explain, because Nancy Pelosi committed, recommitted over the weekend to, we're not going to even bring that up for a vote, that so-called bipartisan accomplishment. Of the infrastructure bill that passed the Senate. We're not even going to bring it up for a vote until you pass this $3.8 trillion. Turning dream.
0: America into France.
2: Yeah, thing. So I don't yeah. quite get that, but Rahm Emanuel thinks that when she sees it pass, fully pass the Senate, that she'll change her mind. I don't know. Huh. Um, uh, this is what Chris Christie had to say about the whole mess. This is a key
0: moment um, for Democrats to decide. Do they really want bipartisanship or don't they? Republicans disagree with you like we just do. The same way you disagree with us on certain things.
1: We're not going to support that. But we will support the stuff that's in that infrastructure bill. At least a large number will. Um, And the question is, do you want to do that or don't you?
2: Entirely a D.C. conversation, in my opinion. I think caring about bipartisan is just, you're old. That just means you're old. People don't care. They just ram it through. What what was it? Am I getting any money?
0: My team, my team, my team, and, yeah, am I getting any money? So do you think that francification uh, horror, the $3.7 trillion or whatever it is, is that a sincere effort to get something passed by Nancy and company, or is that just virtue signaling to the base?
2: I'm completely baffled. I have heard some people say that they think they can get this through. Now, I don't understand her her uh, her hold-up deal here, where she says, I'm not going to even introduce yours until you pass this one, but... Uh, You know, I don't know what conversation she's having with Chuck Schumer or whatever, but I've heard some pundits think they think that it's all going to get through eventually. All of it. Really? Yeah. They got the numbers to just ram it all through. It'd be it'd be, uh, you know, all Democrat votes. But who cares if I'm a Democrat? I don't care. I hate it. I hate I think it's awful. I think it might destroy America. So I don't want to sound like I'm in f- favor of it, but, but I'm a Democrat. Who cares this bipartisan talk? Who are you talking to? Other D.C. wonks, I guess. Obamacare got rammed through on Democrat votes. D- is it? Is it still around? Yeah, it's still around. It's more popular than it was at the time. It's going to be here the rest of my life. God, worried about bipartisanship is just yeah. Grow up.
0: Yeah, that whole reconciliation thing bothers the hell out of me, though. Using this arcane sub rule of a rule where... You know, if it's a budgetary matter, you don't need two-thirds, blah, blah, blah. Just, and they're ramming through fundamental changes in the relationship yep. between the government and the people, which is the sort of thing we ought to have, you know, months and months of discussion on. Win your oh, elections.
2: Win your elections. You don't want this to happen. Yeah, try to win one of those seats in Georgia. Good Lord. It's power politics. People used to care about bipartisanship. But it doesn't matter anymore. And uh, so if, if my party has control, I wish we'd do everything we could do instead of waiting around to see if you can get bipartisanship, whatever. Uh, we, We ought to let one senator from Indiana speak to the cost of this whole thing.
0: I don't think the founders ever intended us to grow a government like this, that for all the good intentions of policy that we want to put in place, to where we do it on the back of borrowing money and not doing it in a way that is painful. Takes political
2: will. <laughs> All right. Nice well, that. That's there's, not
0: exactly soaring rhetoric. There. It's nice
2: it? that there's still somebody out there saying it, but uh, nobody cares. The Republican Party doesn't care. The Democrats ought, never have cared. And uh, so, just you know, it's nice that somebody out there still thinks about it every now and then. But nope, nope. We're just gonna we're we're going where we are becoming a uh, socialist country. We're gonna spend until we're ruined, and that's what's gonna happen. And I'll bet anybody 100 bucks that's what's going to happen. Good morning. You won't have 100
0: bucks when Nancy takes it from you. <laughs> How about uh, Let's play that butt edge, 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 they say. Let's play clip 30. This is amusing.
2: Time has come for my party to get a lot more
1: comfortable owning this issue. Because we've seen what's happening under this president, a trillion dollar deficit, and his allies in Congress do not care. So we better do something about it.
2: So is there any indication, Mr. Secretary, that your party is taking the advice
1: of Mayor Pete? Absolutely. And you can tell because the president put forward uh, a way for this to be fully paid for from day one when the American ah. Jobs Plan was released.
2: Uh, and the pay-fors that are in this bill are appropriate uh, for a bill that's going to grow
1: the economy and <laughs> grow U.S. productivity.
2: Now uh, Brett Bear pushed back on that with the CBO report that came out last week that said it's gonna grow the debt by a quarter of a trillion dollars over the next ten years. Pete Butub judge responded to that by saying, Well, we have numbers to that say that's not true. So oh. what, are oh, gonna, sorry. what are you gonna do with that argument? <laughs> that's oh yeah, beautiful. well I've got some numbers that say that's not true. I can yeah. afford this car. Still there. <laughs> Food edge, edge. I have numbers. I'm not going to show them to you. that says I can't afford this car, They're so I'm going to numbers. buy. There's <laughs> numbers, but they uh, make me feel very confident.
0: Well, and I love how we're going. No, we were uh, going to pay for this going forward fully. Uh, we're uh, lowering uh, social security payments to three cents a month uh, for the old people. And that will balance off the additional spending that, of course, you get to next year when it's time to give the oldsters three cents per month. And they say, well, no, people would starve to death if we did that. And so you suspend it and you just give them all their money. It's hilarious. It's 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 almost funny. I have breaking sex in the city news. Oh, nobody wants that.
2: They're The donkey's not involved, is it? That was the <laughs> that was the worst use of the use of the breaking news donkey we've ever had. I'm sorry, Brandon. No.
0: So that was donkey abuse. That's only for real
2: breaking. news. So Sex in the City. They're doing a movie for who? Even though they're all like 60 now. Who wants that? Who asked for that? Sex in the City fans, I guess. Is this punishment for our sins? It's oh a, Lord! Oh, it's a TV series. Okay, it's going to be a TV series. Okay, now I get it. So uh, Carrie and Mister Big are going to be together in a TV series. So it'll just be them as a couple as a TV series. There you go. Ah, okay. How an elderly couple uh, manages uh, social security in their their golden years is that what it's tries to be
0: tries <laughs> to dodge crime in the streets of New York, the rotting New York. Is it going to be
2: a sitcom? Do we know a drama? Love making with their new hips. I don't know what it is. Dramedy. W. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. All right. right. Yeah, okay. They've yeah, run out of ideas, I guess. So they just, just. <laughs> Well, that's clear. It's been clear for some time. <laughs> no, I back to the, the the main point here. I I'm not I'm not kidding. I just I don't want to talk about it because it's depressing and it will depress you and why would you want to listen to a show like this? But um we're screaming toward being like France. And uh both parties are okay with that. And um uh there's the, and it's just true. And nothing's going to stop it. And I've just, like, accepted it. And I'm going to see it come true. You know, if I get to live to be as old as Joe Biden or something, I'll get to see it happen. And I will take no joy in it. I will take no joy in saying I, no I told you so, uh, along with, uh, you know, a bunch of other fiscal conservatives when it's it, there's no coming back from it once it's happened. So.
0: Yeah, it's the old societies. Once they figure out they can vote themselves other people's money from the treasury, they tend to decay. And I just, I think that's what we're looking at.
2: And it's a weird tipping point thing that that I've seen happen. I don't know if I've had it in my own life. But like, when, when things are bad, um,. I can't think of an example. I know I've had examples in my life, but I can't think of an example right now. Things are bad, and you're fighting it. You're trying to make things better. And and, and it crosses some point you realize, oh, we're doomed. So you just, like, double down on the badness. You know, <laughs> is, I'm already fat, so I might as well just eat this. Or whatever. Um, you know, that sort of thinking. And I think that's where we are as a, as a government. Uh, the, uh, the Republicans and Democrats apparently, with, that, yeah, it's too late now. I mean, what what are you going to do? Let's just you try know- to get the most for our district and our state as we go down the toilet.
0: If it reminds me of anything, it's drug and alcohol addiction. Maybe that's it. Yeah, I mean you're just you're no longer trying to show up for work and act sober. You, you move into a tent, you start shooting up in the city park. Abandon any pretense of, of, of normal life. So
2: who would want to listen to this on a radio show? I wouldn't, so uh, yeah, maybe I'll the drunks about
0: in the in the tents in the park. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the junkies are enjoying it. yeah, it's yeah. like that. You're right, you guys nailed it. <laughs>
2: Uh, what was the other thing? Oh, we got some good Bill Maher stuff. He takes on his own crowd a little bit. You know, he's kind of his new thing. Bill Maher. And how about Canadian. a little joy? What
0: ever happened to joy, Michael? Give me clip number six. Come on now, come on.
2: Gold medal point for the United States. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to
2: Larson for the
1: win. <laughs>
2: you, for S-A. the first time, the American women have won the Olympic gold medal. Well, wait
1: oh. It's my... everything we wanted it to be. The hard work that we put in, the sweat, the tears, the blood.
2: It's well, well, wait, been worth it. Well, to bring the excitement there, announcer. Um, that's real volleyball there, that the women won the gold medal for the first time ever. Not bikini sand volleyball. The camera pointing at their butt in their panties. Oh, volleyball. easy. But real volleyball. Well, what, and they won the gold medal. And as the announcer said, and for the first time ever, the U.S. women win the gold medal. How about a little enthusiasm there, dude? Your dog yeah. get run over, or what happened there? It's an empty gym. He's just not feeling it. I didn't realize that was our
0: first. Way to go, gals. Yeah. A U.S. women really did fabulously winning gold medals this time around.
2: Yeah, except for Simone Biles, who cracked up. Oh, boy.
0: No, she's the bravest competitor of all for quitting.
2: Mm. Uh, I'll finally get to this. What people are willing to give up for a. They'll give up money to stay home. They'll give up all kinds of different things to avoid having to work the way they used to work. And we'll see if post-pandemic we craft a new workplace. That, among other things, on the way.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: A third of people under 35 say they're in favor of abolishing the police, not defunding, but doing away with a police force altogether, which is less of a policy position and more of a leg tattoo. (laughs) 36% of millennials think it might be a good idea to try communism, but much of the world did try it. I know millennials think that doesn't count because they weren't alive when it happened, but it did happen. And there are people around who remember it. Pining for communism, it's like pining for Betamax or MySpace. (laughs) So when you say you're old, you don't get it. Get what? Abolish the police and the border patrol and capitalism and cancel Lincoln. No, I get it. The problem isn't that I don't get what you're saying or that I'm old. The problem is that your ideas are stupid. (laughs)
2: He's ungodly wealthy, Bill Maher, so maybe he's just said, screw it, I'm not worried about it. But I don't know if that's going to work.
0: Well, I appreciate his attitude, and and that statement was absolutely true. On the other hand, his punchlines aren't very funny today.
2: Uh, yeah, it's funny. I wasn't even listening to it in terms of uh, humor. Just, I'm mm. glad he's taking that point of view. I just, I just don't know if it's going to work, because he's generally been kind of a hero to the young hipster lefties. And the young hipster lefties, I don't know if they're going to dig that. Uh, what Where did he saying? make his money?
0: He's super rich. Is it from the HBO show? Oh, and it's the, been, the been on forever.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, and he still does stand up. Um, Americans are willing to take pay cut to never have to go into the office again. Uh, 65% of American workers across all generations, not just young people, but it, pretty even across all generations, would be willing to take a 5% pay cut if they could work entirely remotely um um, 15 percent of respondents said they'd be willing to take a 25 percent pay cut to work remote and then half said they would give up a quarter of their days off to get to stay home so people would like the opportunity to stay home uh that's not that surprising that people kind of want to stay home i'm not sure businesses are going to be as willing to let you stay home as we initially thought at the beginning of the pandemic
0: right and more is being learned about the disadvantages of it and and time will tell too i just any pronouncement made about how this has changed the work the world of work forever blah 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 yeah let's wait and see let's wait and see it was the way it was before for some pretty good reasons not entirely good reasons some of it was just habit i think but i suspect things will end up being kind of 70 30 the way it used to be with some changes
2: that's my on a, guess. On a lighter note, the polling organization also asked what other things people would be willing to give up for the option to work remotely. More than half said they'd give up Netflix to work <laughs> from home. Jeez, I would hope. And said, so, well, what a sacrifice. You're so brave. Uh, they would give up social media. About half said they'd give up social media or Amazon for a year to, uh, to work remotely. No, Now you're getting hysterical. A third of respondents who are morons said they'd give up the right to vote in all future national <laughs> and local elections. For the- whoa, 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 whoa. Let's see if we can accommodate them. <laughs> Is that constitutional? <laughs> I'm willing to make that deal. Generation Z was most likely to say they would give up the right to vote. It's because young people don't have any idea what's going on in the world. While baby boomers were most opposed, with only 27% saying they would give it up. That's about everything you need to know right there about the difference <laughs> between being old and young. And how important voting is. Yeah. 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 Back
0: to Bill Morris. A big punchline there. I I get you giving up the vote to stay home. I just
2: think you're stupid. (laughs) Uh, How many people were shot in Chicago over the weekend? I'm sure it was quite a few.
0: I just saw the headline that it was extraordinary.
2: 72 people were shot in Chicago over the weekend. 11 died. 72 people were shot. In one weekend! I realize it's a big city, but
0: 72 people got shot? You know, you really have to sit and contemplate that for a minute, because I'm guessing that the, several of them were multiple shootings, but let's just say that 50 times, 50 times in Chicago somebody decided one or more people needed to die right now, and and pulled the trigger. That's That is a Decayed society. It's a crumbling society.
2: Since it's confined, I'm assuming, to certain areas that most of the city there are no shootings. Mostly. Um, mostly. Yeah. Uh, those neighborhoods where there are shootings, it must be like 4th of July around there. Pop, 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 pop. Yeah. God, it's yeah. unbelievable. I'd, li-
0: I'd actually like to see a map of Chicago. Uh, I'm sure I could find one of where the shootings were I'll this weekend.
2: Could. If you could dig that up, that'd be interesting. Since you oh. know Chicago, you could... Tell us what that means. I will see what I can find. Apple unveiled over the weekend their plans to scan U.S. iPhones for images of child sex abuse, which I can't hardly think of any crime worse than child sex abuse, and I'd like to catch everybody involved and have them executed today. That's how I feel about it. But uh, is this program of theirs, algorithm, going to keep those of us who've got, you know, pictures of our kids in the bathtub when they're little and stuff like that from getting flagged have they i'm that sure
0: out? there there will be hilarious troubling and or idiotic uh, stories emerging from this yeah but uh, you know i appreciate the attempt
2: yeah i don't i don't i have no idea how it's going to work the algorithm or whatnot but yeah hope it works well uh we'll catch you up on a bunch of other stuff remember to get the podcast if you miss an hour at armstrong and
0: armstrong and getty The Armstrong and
2: Getty Show. So there was a transgender who won a gold medal over the weekend in the Olympics. So uh, of three transgender people that participated in the Olympics, one came away with a gold medal. We talk about that coming up in just a second. Um, On COVID, it's getting some attention that Joe Rogan, who is... Is he the most listened to podcaster in the world, or he certainly he signed a hundred million dollar deal, so he must have a lot of listeners in the top tier, no doubt. Yeah. But Joe Rogan today ripped vaccine passports is moving the U.S. closer to a dictatorship. He's a, an interesting dude, Joe Rogan, in terms of his politics, because I think he was mm-hmm. a Bernie supporter at one time, and but then on other things, he's well, which I appreciate. I appreciate that he does not conveniently fall into any category on anything. That's a, that's the way all normal people. Normal human beings are. But, um, yeah, so he uh, believes uh, having to show that you've been vaccinated a step closer to a dictatorship.
0: Right. That's interesting. I don't feel that strongly about it, but I will tell you that, you know, my experience, your experience, everybody's experience is that rights once taken away are almost never given back. And and power grabbed by the government is almost never given back. When's the next time there's going to be a disease that, uh, you know, you have to have a government permit to go anywhere or do anything? Because of the disease, you see. It's an emergency.
2: Or since I live, like, in a county that likes to be out at the forefront of this sort of thing, they decide we're, we're just going to do it, you know, for flus, flu shots, we're going to do it from now on. Yeah. 40,000 people die on the average from the flu every year, Joe. And that's why in our county, in our blue-blue county, uh, we've made it mandatory that all restaurants require that you have a flu. You know, I could easily see that happening.
0: And then, you know, five years later, it's you're not allowed to leave your house unless blah, blah, blah. You're uh, under house arrest. It,
2: it's really not hard to picture happening at all.
0: No, it sounds crazy. Unless you've watched this stuff over the decades, It that's the way it goes.
2: Um, Dr. Scott Gottlieb was on Face the Nation yesterday. He's one of the people I listen to about this sort of stuff. He was talking about where we are with COVID and Delta and whatnot.
1: Well, look, it's certainly getting worse. I think you're going to start to see improvements, particularly in the South. There is evidence that the rate of growth in the cases in the South is starting to decline. I think that this week you may see some of the states that have been the outbreak states start to tip over in terms of showing um, less cases on a daily basis. The rate of expansion of the epidemic is clearly slowing in states like Florida, Louisiana, Arkansas, Missouri. I think that's
2: interesting. When I saw him say that, it, it really speaks to what you were talking about last week, that COVID rolls in and does what it's going to do, then rolls out, kind of on its own agenda. Because Florida and Texas aren't doing anything to make the numbers start going down right now. Not uh, per the, se, no. The governors of those states are, are are doubling down on the whole, no, we're not going to have mask mandates. And we're not going to require vaccine passports and all this sort of stuff. But Dr. Gottlieb's saying and the numbers have crested and look like they're starting to go down. So it's just run its course, and then it'll take off and head for other states.
0: Well, indeed. In the meantime, it's on the rise in the northern blue states and will probably do what it's going to do regardless of policy.
1: Uh, In fact, uh, he's afraid that may impact schools. Clip 62. And the challenge right now is that the infection is going to start to collide with the opening of school. And we have seen that the schools can become sources of community transmission. When you're dealing with more transmissible strains, we saw that with B117 in states like Michigan and Massachusetts. And Delta is far more transmissible than B117. So that creates a lot of risk that the spread in the northern states is going to start to collide with the opening of school.
2: Yeah. I'm really concerned that the Delta is going to hit like my son's school, where they're open with masks and a kid or two will get it. And then that's just really going to throw a wrench in the whole thing, having a quarantine. Oh, boy. Because it transmits so easily. Uh, Cases are up a. A hundred and twelve percent the rolling fourteen day average. Hundred and fourteen percent, and deads deaths are up ninety two percent with a rolling average of five hundred and sixteen now. Is that per day? Per day, yeah, of deaths. Yeah, that's which will a lot give people you people dying. Yeah, heck yeah, because that'd give you fifteen on average you'd have fifteen thousand people die a month.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dr. Friend said in the hospitals he works at, it's all 60-plus uh, unvaccinated
2: people. Yeah, that's that's the thing with the deaths. Is it's almost entirely unvaccinated people, so it's a choice. Yeah, I want to learn, I want to read more about
0: some of the neurological problems that, that they're associating with uh, the COVID, because uh, that's kind of scary to me. My brain barely works as it is, um, but it's so difficult to get past the clickbait and the uh, half true reports to stuff that's really reliable. Everybody has an attitude at this point. Everybody has a rooting interest, so it's tough to get just solid, unemotional analysis.
2: Well, I got the vaccine as soon as I could get it, and if they uh, say I should get a booster, I am going to run out and get that too. So that's where I am.
0: Yeah, Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I can't remember what did we decide to do here. Were you going to do that that one thing, or was I going to do the other
2: one? You know, just while I am kind of hot to trot, why don't I? Why don't I do it? Because it's kind of go ahead. Transgender soccer star Quinn makes history with Olympic gold. I'm going to read this story as written. Because there's some information missing that I don't know. If you know the answer maybe you can text us. Quinn and the Canadian women's soccer team defeated Sweden 3 to 2 on Friday. On penalty kicks. Sounds like a very exciting game I kind of wish I'd watched. It's the first time Canada's won the gold medal in the event, beat Sweden. So I think that our team lost to we lost to Sweden first game and Canada. And Canada uh, so. recently, yeah. Um and uh, their star, Quinn, became the first openly transgender athlete to ever win an Olympic medal following their team's stunning defeat of Sweden. Canada's 3-2 win over, blah, 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 we don't care about the soccer part, we care about the, uh... Quinn was one of at least three transgender and or non-binary athletes to compete in the Tokyo Games. We mentioned the weightlifter, and then there was a skateboarder, also Alanis Smith. But Quinn will be the only one to leave with a medal. I'm so proud of my team. They're my best friends. I'm so glad we're bringing back a better medal than bronze. Quinn, who goes by one name and uses gender-neutral pronouns, said after their team's win over the U.S. in the semifinal, semifinals. Quinn, Quinn, Quinn came out as transgender and non-binary in an Instagram post earlier this year and encouraged followers to be better allies to trans people. Okay. That's no, fine. I
0: don't give a damn about non-binary. It doesn't matter. Well, but she was biologically a man. It doesn't, for most the,
2: but that's what I'm, that's why I'm asking. I'm read this whole story and they never at any point say that. So did, is she someone that was born with girl parts and identified as a girl who came out as non-binary a month ago? And now ever and all these articles where you say they have done this they have done that because she uses gender neutral pronouns so they refer to her as they which confuses me because I keep thinking they're talking about more than one Old person people, but, right yeah. <laughs> But so was she a dude or is she just someone who decided I'm neither and so is getting lumped in with people like the weightlifter who was a dude who's now a woman and has all the advantages is the reason because I haven't heard she's a star of a team that won a gold medal. If she used right. to be a dude, that's a big deal. But is the reason it's not a big deal? Because she wasn't a dude. She just has decided to be non-binary. And they lump it all together because they're being politically correct. They don't point out the difference. Does anybody know? Text line 415-295-KFTC. Quinn, Quint, did they start their lives as a dude? They were I'm, randomly assigned a gender of dude at the beginning of their lives, and they have decided they're... Non-binary at this point, and as if you're non-binary, how do you get to play on the women's team? or can you play on both, or do you just choose one? I'll play on the team that's easier to make the team and Whatever, chose the non- women's team.
0: Binary means. I mean the, can dudes play? Uh, the first openly trans Olympian to complete but they're, but to they're, compete rather
2: Yeah, I know well, I, maybe the story you have is different, but the stories I'm reading, it makes it clear that they lump non-binary in with trans:
0: Right. right. Yeah, I'm trying to find an account in the liberal media.
2: If if she was a she who just started being called a they, but is still just a girl, well, then okay, it makes no difference to the sport. If she was a dude, and she's playing girls' soccer, and is the star of the gold medal-winning team, that's a pretty big deal. Alex joins us. What do you know, Alex? Born female. She was born female. Was born a female. Okay, okay. Well, then. This so she's openly transgender as now a dude. No. Or non-binary. She's, she's non-binary. Oh. So she is what I said. She was born with girl parts. A month ago, she announced, I want to be called they, not she. That's the whole story. That's it. But the all the headlines, NBC News, CNN, Associated Press are going with first trans metal which everybody is interpreting as she was a different sex before now, but that's not the case at all.
0: Former dude.
2: So they yeah. lump in, I don't want to be called a girl, I just want to be called a they, with trans. I, I would be offended if I was a trans person by that. No, wait well, a second. What? You didn't. And she talks about how difficult it was to come out as non-binary and how it was the bravest thing she ever did, and she hopes she can be an inspiration to other people out there who who want to come out as neither? How, how how brave is that? How how difficult is that? As opposed to having a penis lopped off and, and a whole bunch of hormone treatment and a whole bunch of other things. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's quite in the same category to me. Bunch of penis loppers. Um,
0: here's some here's some horse crap for you. And you got to keep in mind, when you're looking at queer theory and critical Thank you, theory,
2: Alex. Alex joined us. Thank you, Alex. Appreciate it. Uh, you're that. welcome. Thank you. What they're trying to do is is deny
0: that there are any divisions. There are no binaries. There's no male and female that's just totally made up, which, of course, is a bizarre notion. But listen to what they said. This is the Quinn person. Um, I feel proud seeing Quinn on my, the lineup and on my accreditation. I feel sad that there were Olympians before me unable to live their truth because of the world. I feel optimistic for change. Sir, et cetera, et cetera. mostly I feel aware of the realities. Trans girls being banned from sports, trans women facing discrimination and bias while trying to pursue their Olympic dreams. The fight isn't close to over and I'll celebrate when we're
2: all here. But you didn't do anything. You didn't do anything. She certainly didn't do that. (laughs) Yeah, no. So why? So NBC News, and where was the first place I got this from? The Hill, and all these other different, they're just, because the trans crowd told them, nope, non-binary counts as trans. Okay, I guess you make the rules. So we'll go ahead, and as a news organization, we'll announce that the first trans gold medal has been awarded since right. you decided that non-binary counts as trans, why? Why does that count as trans? Well, well, part of it, again, is that if you cannot comprehend
0: what they're trying to say, you can't argue against it. So a lot of this stuff is intentionally incomprehensible.
2: You were born the, as a girl, and you continued to play soccer as a girl, but people now say they instead of she. That's the only thing you did.
0: Right. You're not transgender per se, so it's an entirely different question. Uh, It's it's bizarre, but again, you're not supposed to be able to comprehend it. There are no divisions. There are no uh, actual designations. You shouldn't use them. They're they're pejorative. They're they're, the the patriarchy. They're white supremacy. You shouldn't. If we tell you not to use a term, you don't use it. And again, if we do tell you to use a term, you better use it, or we'll
2: cancel you. And so I'm saying they because I don't want to get in trouble. They came out as transgender just this September, a couple of months ago, not that long ago. Um, Coming out is hard and kind of BS, they wrote in an Instagram post. I know for me it's something I'll be doing over and over again for the rest of my life. As I've lived as an openly trans person with the people I love most for many years, I did always wonder when I'd come out publicly. So 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 imagine coming out to your parents. I'm a a guy. We know. But I want to be called they instead of he.
0: All right? And I am therefore transgender.
2: But Um, you're still a dude? Yeah. You
0: taking any hormones or anything? Nope. Having any surgery or anything? Nope. Um, I'm confused. But you're supposed to be. You're not you're supposed to be so befuddled you just shut
2: up and take it. How about all these news organizations just going along and joining in with and, and saying the transgender weightlifter failed to meddle and the transgender uh skateboarder failed to meddle. But now we have the first trans medal. If I'm the if I'm actually trans, like if I'm actually, I've got what, what's the official name for it? Gender, the brain, the 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 oh, brain dysphoria. Yeah. If you've actually, if I'm actually gender dysphoria, I'm offended by the whole. Wait, don't give her credit for. Don't give them credit for uh, winning the first trans medal. They did. They didn't do any of the hard stuff that I've been living with my whole life. Yeah. I think. Very, very strange. Unless I'm missing something, if I am, I might be. This is all new to me, like it's new to you. Our text line is 415295KFTC
0: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: They will get a contract with Nike, that's for certain. Yeah, they probably will. We're talking about Quinn, who's a one-word, non-binary soccer star. for the Transgender, go- Jack. For the gold medal-winning Canadian team. And I just thought it was interesting because I kept seeing the headlines first transgender athlete to win an olympic gold and i thought why isn't that this not getting more attention well it's because it's not the classic guy decided he's a woman and is dominating women's soccer it's a woman decided she's neither and is still playing women's sports right so nothing really happened other than the changing of the words yeah a couple Please bits of clarification do not use yes gendered
0: language to <laughs> what to address everyone all right. It's hard to describe this without it, but, uh, so, yeah, she's always been a girl and is now non binary. So to say she's transgender is a stretch at best. Uh, Quinn came out, excuse me, uh, last year as non binary and transgender and changed their name by adopting their prior surname as a mononym. Uh, They were permitted to continue playing professional women's soccer on the basis of their sex assigned at birth rather than gender identity, meaning she's still a girl. I would
2: hope that she still gets to play soccer. You're not going to let me play soccer, girl soccer as a girl. That'd be weird. So they
0: have expressed disappointment with the media using their birth name, which was Rebecca Quinn, I believe when they came out stating it's crucial to write about trans people using their names and pronouns. Well, yeah, I'm not against that. But, I mean, if if I insist that that I'm written about as, uh, 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 you know, I don't know, Snoop Joe, Snoop Dogg Getty or Puff Getty or Superhero Joe or something like that, I mean... I, I guess if I legally change it,
2: they should. But I... Shouldn't the non-binary soccer player use us when speaking of themselves? Yeah, probably. That's or the
0: royal we.
2: Sherry texting who said her pronouns are the, thou, and thy. Okay?
0: Final thoughts with Armstrong and Getty are brought to you today by...
2: Two ominous notes separated by six octaves. <laughs> Here's your host. Joe Getty.
0: We need some fresh uh, intros, I think. As the host, I declare you should make one and send one in. Uh, email it to mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap up the day. There he
1: is, Michelangelo, pressing the buttons. Michael? You know, first it was Amer- uh, Miss America pageants going away. Now it might be the Olympics. I love the Olympics. I wa- I was like you, Jack. I would watch them every night, but this year I didn't watch anything.
2: And then, and then you, do you, is, is there? Do you know why? Do you have a reason why? Or you just didn't? Well, part of it is because I already knew what was going to happen. Yeah, and that is part of it.
0: Yeah, a lot of it. Uh, Young Alex, our producer, has a final thought. Alex? You know,
2: I was waiting tables this weekend, and I was talking to a table. I said, you know, I was listening to this great radio program that told me I should be nice to servers. I said, oh, which one was that? And he goes, I don't know. It was some grumpy guy yelling into the microphone, Mm -hmm. though. So there you go. Yeah, nice. Pretty close to right. Nice. Jack, a final thought for us? So we got this text said, I heard that the soccer players did it as a joke to see what kind of news coverage that she could get. I hope that that's true. I hope it's like the grievance studies where they just wanted to see if they could get the media to all jump and, uh, and, and covered this the way they did it. I have no idea. Oh,
0: like Lindsay and Pluckrose and yeah. Boghossian did. I wonder. Uh, my final thought is that Cuomo primetime on the miserable CNN averaged 872,000 viewers. At no point last week did CNN get a million viewers. Uh, just as a uh, contrast, Hannity got 2.3 million. And the Rachel Maddow show got 1.6 million viewers. CNN is dying. Yeah. As well it should. To put it out of its misery.
2: Well, I'm, I'm perfectly comfortable with not talking about them anymore. Uh, Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people, thanks a little time.
0: Go to armstrongandgetty.com. If you want to stew up a new introduction to final thoughts, email it. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We've got some fabulous swag for you. Everything from uh, the Onvax no-mask t-shirts to to masks, ironically, and hats, and you name it. The new red, white, and blue logo is very popular.
2: Yeah, if you want to fill in any holes in any story we had, you think there's some tidbit we should know, text, email. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America.
1: Armstrong and Getty. Ah! Don't interact with them and just shut up about it. That is the climax of foolishness. True, you. Oh, Lord. I think this is so ill-advised. I don't want to hear a blip from you.
2: I'm gonna call my lawyer gun. And
1: when it's over, it is over.
0: It is over. You do not know what you are talking about. And we'll be back with more. Which was an exchange of idiocies. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The greatest dynasty ever.